the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. God's Word presents us the awesome opportunity to receive and achieve everything that God said that He had for us. God's Word informs us and invites us to receive and achieve everything that He has prepared for us. Things that the Word says are rightfully ours. So, since God's Word is absolutely true, that there are things that are rightfully belonging to me and you, then we should do whatever we need to do so that we can receive and achieve all the things that God has made available to me and you, especially since those things are rightfully ours. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Ephesians chapter 1. If I'm selling you a house for $350,000 and you give me a and you give me a million dollar down payment, I don't know. I'd believe you're going to give it to me. Because he done already gave me more up front. Does that make sense? Now, if he gave me $300,000 a down payment, I'm still questioning whether I'm going to get the rest of it. If he gave me $3,000 down payment, I'm still questioning whether I'm going to get the rest of it. $35,000, I'm still questioning whether I'm going to get the rest of it. Each one of them, I don't, I, I care less about him giving it to me because I got more that I'm holding his. But at the same time, I know he's going to give it to me. Or at least I have increased probability of his giving it to me. But if he gave me a $1 million down payment for a $350 crib, $350,000 crib, I ain't got a question in my mind he's going to accept that house, that he's going to get that house. Does that make sense up in here? God said, my down payment to you that you're going to be an inheritor of all I got for you is the Holy Ghost. God said, I'm going to give you myself as the down payment that I'm going to give you this stuff. Then I'm going to give you these things. Then I'm going to give you these stuff. Then I'm going to give you these things. Your down payment is me. How's that for a down payment? <laughs> I like that. You don't have to like that. Praise God. Glory to God. God, <laughs> God gave us a down payment of himself. Nah, nah, nah. You believe I'm going to do it? I gave you, you, I gave you me. Praise God. What verse we leave off on? Praise God. Ephesians chapter 1, 14, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. It's unto the redemption of the purchased possession. Well, it's time that we receive this purchased possession that God has in store for me. That's what he wants us to do. But we got to be a person that trusted in him. Come on now, we first trusted in him for our salvation. 
We first trusted in him in our salvation. That word trust, first trusted in means hope in advance of other confirmations. Hope in advance of other confirmations. When we trusted in Christ, we hoped in advance of other things coming, that of confirmations of other things coming or different things that was confirmed to me and you. We hoped in advance, which means the fact that you received your salvation means your hope's supposed to be on, on high, that God's going to come through for you. Because if you did this, how much more so are you going to do the rest of this stuff? If you came through here, how much more so are you going to do it? And then God said, here's the down payment of my, uh, so that you can have even more confidence in what I'm going to do for you. And that said, I'm going to hook you up with this. Come on, receive this so that you can be able to do it. But the key is we got to trust in him. See, it's true. God's going to do everything he said he's going to do. It's true. He's going to come through for me and you. It's true that he has exceeding great and precious promises already waiting on me and you. It's true that our eye has not seen, nor have our ear heard, nor have it entered into the heart of us what God has in store for those who love him and trust. It, it's true that God says, I want to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ever ask or think. It's true. It's true. It's true. How can you be so confident? Because he said it. He said I was going to be saved. I did what he said do. Salvation is now mine. I'm saved flat out. You might not think it from time to time, but I'm, flayed. I'm saved flat out. I know I'm saved. I know I'm headed to heaven. Even if there wasn't a heaven, it's going to be one by the time I get there. Because that's how saved I am, blessed be the name of the Lord. Does everybody hear me up here? I don't know what they got up there now, but it's going to be there by the time I get there. Because I'm saved. Why? Because I don't serve a God that lies. He did it before. He's going to do it again. He did it with the most difficult thing. Sure, he could do it with these easy things. Come on, the hardest thing he ever did was raise Jesus Christ from the dead. Second hardest thing he ever do was raise your dead butt up. Because he had to fight through all your disbelief and not believing and all that kind of stuff. And he did it. You saved, ain't you? Got the Holy Ghost, don't you? Then the rest of this is like, please. (laughs) You're not hearing me. Turn to James chapter 2. Good God Almighty. Ooh, I'm about to get over. James chapter 2. I love the Lord. Praise God. James chapter 2. You ought to be geek. See, we need to learn to hear and believe that it's true. That God really has chosen to do things he's promised to me and you. We ought to learn to hear and believe that it's true. That God really has chosen to do the things that he has in store for me and you. God chose this. So you need to get this deep in you, deep in you. Look at your neighbor and say, come on, you need to get this deep in you. you get, this ain't your choice. This his choice. You just going along with what he chose to do. You know, ain't like, you know, trying to like, you know, you, you know, I apologize for even saying it this way, Lord, but I know it can't happen, but, you know, it's for teaching's purposes, sir. You can't strong arm God. What you going to do, put his arm behind his back? Put him in a headlock or something? Give me my blessing. Now, please, that don't work. And it ain't like you can talk him into nothing. Where you just keep on and keep on and keep on until God says, okay, okay. No, he chose this before there was a world at twirl. He chose this before there was even a you. 
He chose this before you even received the salvation that he had in store for you. He chose this for you a long time ago. You just catching up with what he chose to do. So that you can come into agreement with what he's trying to do so he can go ahead and do it for you. James chapter 2. Tell your neighbor, slow down so he can catch up. James chapter 2. You running all over trying to get this done, get that done. God said, if you don't just sit still and let me, and see my salvation, you better. Old folks say, if you don't do it, you better. James chapter 2, verse 5. Praise God. First pastor trying to teach the first church. He said, hey. Oh, excuse me. That's the Eastside Detroit version. I'm reading out the King James. He said, hearken, my beloved brethren. Hearken. My beloved brother, listen up, y'all. Have not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? Ain't that what he chose? Ain't that what he chose? Come on, hearken. That word hearken among many things, among many things. We ain't got time for all the things. Among many things, that word hearken means to be reported. Be reported. But I like this. Understand. See, it's been reported to us. But we need to understand that God chose these things for us. We need to understand this. See, when we hear about the things that are rightfully ours, it's being reported to us. God is reporting to us what he's done. Just like a news reporter reports what already is. At least they're supposed to. They're supposed to report what already is. So does God report that which already is. These things that he has for you already is. They are. They is. They already is. They're being reported to you. But you've got to understand these things. That's why I said in all you're getting it. Amen, because when you get understanding of these things, then you can't be talked out of these things. See, I understand why we don't sin. So you can't convince me to sin now. I understand why he said flee fornication. I understand it. I understand why he said don't adulterize, tenderize, fornicate, try to act like you're great. I understand all those things. So because of that, there's no temptation whatsoever You can't pull me off. I understand salvation. I understand the scriptures. I understand my salvation. You can't pull me off with bad doctrine. I understand it too much. I can see the flaws in all of it immediately, just like that. It's like I could walk up and see a three-eyed person walking up to me. That's obvious. You got three eyes. They'd be like, what are you talking about, blink, blink? And all of them blinking. (laughs) It's obvious. Does that make sense? See, it has to become obvious to you that these things are yours. And you have to begin to understand these things are yours. Understand it to the point that ain't a devil in hell can talk you out of it. That ain't a preacher on earth that can talk you out of it. Ain't a radio program you listen to. Ain't no TV program that you're going to watch that's going to make you not receive all that God has in store for you. You got to learn to understand this thing. One of the things that God wants you to understand is written right here. We read it again. Read it again. Chapter 2, verse 5. Hearken, my brethren, my beloved brethren. Hath not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith? 
Didn't he do that? Hadn't he chosen them? That word chosen right there, in case you don't know, he's talking about you. That word chosen right there means selected. God selected you to do this. I remember when I was growing up, I'm going to date myself. They used to have what was called a selected service. The selected service. It was called the draft. And when they had the selected service, praise God, it wasn't about what you chose. It's about what they chose. i never forget, never forget. The year that I was, maybe I shouldn't say it that way because then y'all going to be adding up and subtracting and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, selected service was still in operation at that time. Praise God. And, and, and they was selecting people to go to the Vietnam War. And they used to have what was called a lottery back then. Praise God. And that's if your number was above, was, was above 200 and something, you didn't go. Yeah. And if it was below 200 and something, you went. Praise God. You was, you know, report like next day. You got like a day or two to report. And then by then, they, they, they swear you in, just wave by to the family, kiss the baby, whatever. You know, get ready to go to, get ready to go to training. And then right after your training is over, you know, by the time your dog tags is finished, you know, they sending you off, you know, to go do this thing. And I remember they used to do it on TV every year. They showed a lottery. And they used to do it by birthday. Praise God. And I remember the days before my birthday. Praise God. I remember the whole week before my birthday. It told one week before my birthday. And they said, you know, 287, something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then it got to, you know, that's the one week before my birthday. And then every number was like 200 and something, 300 and something, you know, too deep in the twos and stuff. Then it hit my number, 11. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Looked over my mama. I said, I'm changing my address to Canada. Praise God. I'm, a, I'm out. Praise God. Well, see, I, you got to understand. I was like crazy. I, I didn't know how to submit to nobody but my mama and my daddy. That's the only people I submitted to. I didn't submit to nobody ever about nothing. You know? <laughs> and I'm about to go, well, I got to go to jail if I don't do right. I'm going to Canada. Praise God. You know, it was like right there. I was just going to tell them at the border, hey, I'm coming over here just for lunch. And they was good. <laughs> and I was going to eat lunch for the next 30, 40 years over there. Praise God. I was, I was out. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Don't you? Hey, man, I was gone, baby. I was gone. Hey, man. But fortunately, the president signed the end of draft that year. I was like, oh, I love that president. I was like, oh, you're my favorite president. I didn't vote for you, but I love you. <laughs> Amen. Why? Because once you were selected, it didn't have nothing to do with you from that point forward. Somebody else chose this. You might not have ever wanted this, but God selected you to have this. You might not have ever planned to do this. It might not have been in your plan, your little five-year plan. You might have had every day on there broke. That might have been on your five-year plan. Just broke. I'm just going to be broke. It's my lot in life. God said, no, I selected you. To be a person that's no longer broke, that has abundance in life. I selected you to be able to live the good life. You've been chosen above all, uh, outside of all these people, you've been chosen to be selected. Look at your neighbor and say, you got selected too? Mm-hmm, God chose you. See, our receiving the things that are rightfully ours was God's choice. He selected us to receive everything that's rightfully ours. He did that. That's why it also means made choice. Made choice. Notice that's past tense. God made choice about this already. God made the choice to bless us. <sighs> the only question is, is will we accept or reject the choice to bless us? He's already chosen us. That's why it's already yea and amen in him. 
Will we fight against it or fight for everything that God has in store for me and you? Because a lot of us still fight against it. We still, we, we fight against the blessing that God is trying to give us. We argue the blessing against the blessing. I'm not supposed to have that. I'm not supposed to have that. I don't believe any person's supposed to have all of that. I mean, if everybody was rich, who would be poor? You let that be somebody else's problem. Why are you trying to justify less? Hallelujah. Like people justify not accomplishing excellence by starting off by saying, well, I'm going to do my best. Well, that was, a, that was a given. You was always supposed to do your best. Shoot for excellence. Go for the A. Every question is going to be answered. And everyone's going to be answered right. I ain't going to write the same answer down with all of them and eventually, hopefully, one of them going to be right. <laughs> they, shoot for the top. Are you listening to me up here? People justify they, 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 they messing up already. You know, I'm going to do my best. Oh, let me do the Christian version. Well, if the Lord wills. Well, look, we already know what the Lord wills. So since he will, that means you're going to be here then, right? You're going to be here next week? Well, it depends on, you know, if the Lord will. Well, he said forsake not the assembling. So I guess he will. So that means you're going to be here then, right? See, he had already made his choice. What choice have you made? That's what the question is. God's already made the choice. Choice for us to be what? Read it again. Hearken, my brother, beloved brother. Have not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he promised us. God wants us to be heirs of the kingdom that he promised us. The word heirs right there in the sense of partitioning means getting by appointment. In the sense of partitioning means getting by appointment where some of these things are partitioned for you. Now, my wife and I, praise God, we're blessed to have three children, praise God, all in the same house, all from the same parents. You know, three children, I'm blessed that way. And, and, and we, in Christmas time, will come around. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We buy buku gifts for the kids. They, I mean, gifts everywhere. We still do it, praise God. Gifts everywhere for them, praise God. But what we do in order to keep fights down, because y'all don't know nothing about this, praise God, to keep fights down. You know, because folk will fight at Christmas time. To keep fights down. What you do is the ones that was each of their individual gifts, we partitioned them off. And this stack over here is yours. This stack here is yours. This stack over here is yours. Now, this stack is y'all's. It's a mutual gift. But don't one of you reach for it until all of you are going to open it together. You know, or... You work it out between you how you're going to do it. You open this one, you open that one, you open this one. But the key is, is everything's partitioned off. That stack over there, get that one for your mama. Amen. Get that, yeah, get that one over there for your mama. Yeah. Something about, you know, the longer you're with them, the gifts get smaller in, in, in package. But more expensive in, in cost. Anybody, any, any husbands in the house know what I'm talking about? Praise God, Amen. You feeling me on that one? Praise God. Amen. When they're kids, you can get away getting big stuff that don't cost a lot. When they, by the time they get a certain age, you got to get a little stuff costs a whole lot. Praise God. But anyway, it's the point I'm raising is it's partitioned off. God said, I got stuff already set aside for you. 
It's already petitioned off for you. Old folk used to say, God got blessings with your names on them. And it's already sitting there waiting on you. Now the question is, when are you going to get yours? I got a brother. His name's Bernard. Praise God. That's still on earth. I got one in heaven named Eddie. I got one on earth that's still, his name Bernard. Two years, three months, 27 days older than me. Praise God. That's my brother Bernard. Praise God. I remember, praise God, you know, there was a period of time after I got saved. You know, I was still buying gifts every year. Praise God. But he wrote me off. Praise God. Because he didn't want to have nothing to do with me after I got saved. Praise God. My very life would irritate him. Praise God. Because it showed him how wrong he was all the time. Because I was wronger than he was. Praise God. And so then when I got right, it really made him look bad. Because it's like, if he can get right, you know you can get right. And so, and so. It irritated him and stuff. So to the point he wrote me off as a brother. Told me, don't even call me your brother no more. Don't even talk to me. Nothing like that. You know how you go through all that kind of stuff. You know, hey, man, that's persecution that happens when you get saved. It's no big deal. Praise God. He ended up praying the prayer of salvation with me later on down the line. Praise God. Still hard-headed, but he, but he prayed the prayer of salvation with me later on down the line. Got filled with the Holy Ghost, too. I a Anyway, I bought him gifts for years, and they were petitioned off. He wouldn't ever come by. Wouldn't answer when I, the door when I would come to sing. So the gift, I'd have to keep the gift. But that gift, I never got rid of him. I'd leave him there. So the next year, I would add to his stack. And there would be a gift there for him again. And I couldn't talk to him. Wouldn't, wouldn't come by. Wouldn't let me come see him. Holly, you know, wouldn't open the door. Act like he ain't home. I'd be lying. You, you know he up in there. Open the door, boy. <laughs> he wouldn't open the door. Praise God. Wouldn't talk to me. But the gift still be sitting right there. Isn't it? That's how it is with some of y'all. God still got stuff piling up and piling up and piling up. You just won't open the door. For him, he already opened your door. But now there's a two-sided door. You got to open yours now. And it comes, and he told you how it happens. It happens by faith. That is petitioned off. God wants you to be an heir. He's petitioned it off. I like this. By application, it means a possessor. See, it's wonderful to be an heir theoretically, but it's even better to become an heir actually. See, a lot of us accept that we're heir theoretically. If that's what the word says, praise God. Woo, we shout about it, run all around. But how, wouldn't it be nice to actually get the stuff? Wouldn't it be nice to be able to actually have it? That's what God thinks. That's why God said, I want you to be an heir of this thing, a possessor of this thing. See, God has chosen for us to be possessors of the promises. You God chose to do this. God selected you to be a possessor of this stuff. Remembering that your life is going to affect other people's lives. God has you strategically located in life to be a possessor of the things that he have called abundant life so that your life can then be an inspiration to somebody else's life to eventually be a possessor themselves too. By first receiving Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Which means you may be holding up somebody else's possession. Because you've got God still holding your possession and haven't given it to you. Why don't you just quit being so selfish? And why don't you let them people get theirs? Even if you don't want yours. Why don't you just get out the way and let God get these people theirs? But he set it up in the order where you got to get yours first for them to get theirs. Well, that's all the way up time for today. I hope that you are blessed with what the word of God had to say. I hope even more that you're learning that the promises God made in his word to us are rightfully ours. He really does want to do those things for me and you. So let's believe God's word is true and do what he tells us to do so that the promises he made in his word can actually be received by me and you. 
promises that are rightfully ours. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop it off at home after it's over. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I got just a thing for all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to do. We invite all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our G2B. That's our glorified to be uniquely here singles fellowship tomorrow evening. It's a monthly single seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half your pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints that's done on the fourth Friday of every month where all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas of all ages come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help them to live successfully in their singleness. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a few single saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 